G'day guys, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today I have the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of interviewing none other than my father. So, this is Ian Smithson. He is on here today with me because I thought it would be important to chat about Australian politics. So, I'm sure that if you guys are in Australia at the moment, you will be seeing the election campaign going crazy all over the news, all over the TV. And it's at that point now where, you know, you, you're probably getting sick of it, to be honest, with Bill Shorten and Scott Morrison constantly ragging on one another and, um, yeah, just filling up way too much time on the TV. Anyway, I thought it would be important to chat about Australian politics. So, today I want to share with you the very first section of a five-part series that I've done with my dad. And in this part, we're going to talk about the Australian political parties, okay, so that you get an idea of who they are, who they represent, um, their origins and you'll have a bit of an idea if you want to go out there and you have to vote. If you're an Australian citizen and you're voting in the upcoming election. So, if you want access to the other four parts of this interview, as well as all of my other courses and all of the premium podcast content, make sure you go to aussieenglish.com.au and you can start your trial, your seven-day trial for $1. Anyway, let's get into today's interview, guys. I give you my dad, Ian Smithson. Take it away. Dad, welcome back. Hey, Pete. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd get you in today because obviously we have an election coming up. We do. Six exciting days to go. Six exciting days. I'm doing it by the mail, so I don't even know what oh. day it's officially on. What day is it on that we have to, or you have to jump out and- Saturday the 18th. You go down to the local primary school, right? Go down to the local primary school where you went 20 yeah. years ago, and uh, we all line up and vote, buy a sausage and bread. That's the culture, right? Shake hands with uh, somebody that you don't want to vote for just because they're there well, <laughs> slapping yeah. hands and kissing babies. You have to kind of dodge all the guys at the front, right, handing out flies as well. Yeah, where- if you know how you're going to vote, they just become annoying and it's just a waste of paper, but, you know. Yeah, I know. So, who are you going to vote for? Is it rude to ask that, by the way? Oh, look, yeah, if we're talking about Australian culture generally, uh, that's an interesting one because I think in certainly in my parents' generation- they would never tell me who they voted for, let alone discuss it publicly. Is that because they don't want to have an argument or some kind of heated discussion? No, I think it was more that, you know, this is a private decision and uh, I'm going to keep it private. Uh, in the end, we knew where the which side of politics their opinions lay. Yeah. Um, or in fact, my father used to tell me because he voted informal, uh, and that is, and we can talk about <laughs> the political system in Australia and what that means, um, but- he voted informal because uh, he came from Britain and they didn't have compulsory voting in Britain. And Australia is one of the only countries in the world, I think there's about 10, that have enforced compulsory voting. So, do you want to explain both of those? Informal voting is... Yeah, and so informal voting is where you're required to vote, um, or as I joke, you're actually not. You're required to turn up to vote yep. and get your name crossed off and put a piece of paper, the uh, the electoral ballot, uh, into the, the the big cardboard box. You don't even um, have to do that, right? You just have to have your name ticked off. Uh, you have to be handed the piece of paper, I think. Because oh, uh, I went to the last one to do and it. I just said, take my name off. And I was like, is that all I have to do? And she was like, yeah, yeah, well, you can vote. And I was like, 
Nah. Not interested. <laughs> I just hadn't thought about yeah, who so, to vote for, so I was like, I just don't have any. I just I don't have care. no opinion. Yeah, and, and I can't be bothered. I have something to do today, so to be honest, I just want to not get fined twenty dollars or yeah. whatever. It well, is. so that's it, and so that's that. Yeah, you know, we have enforced compulsory voting in that every person over the age of eighteen in Australia uh, is legally required to register to vote and is then legally required to turn up to vote. And what happens if they don't register? Uh, if they don't register, you'll effectively you'll get chased. They'll find you. Um, and anyway, it's not a, it's not a witch hunt, but it's the uh, police won't the, show up. The police getting, won't show up on your doorstep, but you'll end get up getting letters mail. from the electoral commission where yeah. they will find oh, there's a bank account, you've got a driver's license, all of those sort of things. So yeah. I think there is a team of people sitting in the background somewhere in Canberra that uh, are probably chasing people up to get them registered on the electoral roll. Yep. Um, but once you are on the electoral roll, you're required to turn up to every election, whether it's a federal election for the country or whether it's a state election or even just a local city council election, you're required to come and vote. So in Britain, it's not like that? No, there's only 10 countries in the world, I think it's 10, uh, that have compulsory and enforced um uh, Just don't spill your coffee. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah, that have... Um, enforced compulsory voting. That is, it's compulsory to vote, but the Electoral Commission actually enforce it, so you get a yeah. fine if you don't. There's a number of other countries that have compulsory registration to vote, but if you don't turn up to vote on the day, they don't really care. Um, but so you get, if you don't come and vote in any one of those, um, either you have to provide a legitimate reason why you didn't, so unforeseen illness or whatever else. Forgetting isn't quite good enough. I think I kind of get... got away with it for forgetting because I'd moved to Canberra and they sent me an email or something saying you haven't voted in this one and I was like, I've just forgotten to yeah. change that I'm actually and that not would have been, in state. Yeah, voted in a um, or forgot to vote in a state election where you weren't living in the state. And, and they you gave forgot, me a pass. They and you forgot to change the uh, your uh, enrolment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you get fined 20 bucks, I think it is. So yeah. $20 fine um, if you don't vote, which is, it's, it's a trivial amount for most people, but it's just the sort of statement that saying, look, you know, you're supposed to do it, just go and do it. It's less than a parking fine, you know. So. Well, that's it. Parking fines are huge now, right? Yeah, in Melbourne they are, yeah. <laughs> so, do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea that we have mandatory voting? Do you think it's fair? Oh, oh yeah, it's that's a really interesting sort of moral philosoph philosophical question, really. Um, I, having grown up with it for my whole life, uh, it's just sort of, it's one that you don't think about. Yeah. Um, I actually think it is reasonable um, for a couple of reasons. One, we want, we, I believe that as a country, we want our citizens to participate in the democratic process. Um, and if we don't make it mandatory, then there's a reduced chance they will. The second thing it does, and having spent a lot of time in the United States for work over the last decade... Um, and been there at uh, a couple of election times. Uh, you got to see Obama, right? Yeah, yeah. Got to got to see Obama and Bill Clinton on stage at uh, yeah, me and Bill and Obama and thirty five thousand of our closest friends <laughs> <laughs> at a rally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one of the challenges that they have in the United States is simply getting people out to vote. Yeah. So there's an enormous amount of money and time and advertising and effort and a whole lot of uh, by a whole lot of people just to get people out to vote. And the, the reverse too, right? Where there's quite often a game played to try and prevent people. To try and prevent people, yeah, to like, exactly. To, to sow seeds of dismay or hopelessness yeah. and be like, nah, yeah, no this. point coming. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, foregone conclusion. Um, 
So that's a challenge. But then the second part of that is that you have people lining up for hours uh, on election day yeah. in the United States to vote because there's never a known number of people that are going to come and vote. So there are far fewer voting you know, polling stations, places where you can go to vote that are open on voting day. But that means that you can end up with, you know, queues a mile or kilometres long uh, just to get in to vote. not to do it. You'd whereas, be like, screw that. I'm yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas in Australia, um, we know exactly how many people there are to vote in our town. You know, it's 15,000 yeah. people, plus or minus a few thousand, depending on holidays and weekends, uh, that live here, of which half are probably registered to vote because they're 18 or over. Yeah. So we know that there are seven or 8,000 people that are going to have to vote. And in order to get through that number of people, the Electoral Commission knows that they've got to have two or three places open all day and and staff them with the right people. So there's never a queue of more than you know, a 15 to 30 minute wait at the busiest time, which is usually first thing in the morning. And, and you're always going to get in and vote quickly. Uh, it also means that the Electoral Commission have got the apparatus set up to count those votes really yeah. quickly. Um, and apart from postal votes and uh, and other sorts of you know, vote where you can vote in an, elect an electorate that you don't actually live in, so that that then has to be transferred over to that electorate and so on. But the majority of people who vote on the day, the counting is done by the end of the day. By you know, voting closes at six, by eight o'clock, the counting is basically done, and then it's just collating it through the rest of the evening to get those together. So, but I, I think the other side of that, other than just the logistical side, I think the other part of it that's important is to understand that if we want our citizens to vote and participate, then requiring them to vote is a reasonable thing. You could argue on the opposite side of that and say, well, you know, why should we force people to participate in our society? Um, but I think it's sort of fairly minimalist participation where all you're saying at the national level is that, you know, you've got to go turn up once every three years and put a tick in a box. I think it's one of those things for me, at least, I can kind of see the libertarian side of it where it should, you should be able to opt out. And I guess you have the opportunity of doing that as long as you go there. Yeah, but at the same it. time, it's it'd be nice if I could just press a button online and be like, OK, I don't have to waste... 20, 30 yeah. minutes, 60 and, minutes yeah, of my day. Yeah. The, on mechanism, this. the mechanism for voting yeah. um, is, is something that we probably need to look at at some stage. But the, the opportunities for uh, either accidental or deliberate manipulation of electronic voting uh, or for something to go wrong are way higher than simply counting bits of paper. Which is what, uh, something similar to what happened with the census a yeah, few years ago, yeah, right, where when, we got virus. What was it? There was some sort well, of it, basically there was just, attack or something? Uh, or? Look, I think it was just, you know, there are a few attacks on it, but... And crashed the system. It, it, it so crashed the system so, so that online. you couldn't do it. And, you know, can you imagine what the federal election would look like yeah. if voting was open for... Even if you opened it for the week beforehand, yeah. uh, but voting was open for a week and then for five or six of those days it wasn't available yeah. uh, or something went wrong and then you've got to go out and do it again. And you know, so it's it's a really hard one. You'd, you'd think that the technology should be available now to do it, but I don't think we're quite there. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Remember, if you want to check out the other four parts of this interview, it's about an hour long. Make sure that you sign up to the Aussie English Classroom. You can start your seven-day trial for $1. Just go to aussieenglish.com.au I'll see you in there.